Welcome to another episode of the XR Magazine podcast. I am Diana Olenik, your host, and today we're going to be speaking about John Carline, the founder of Nature Treks VR. John has been in the video games industry for over 20 years and have held senior art positions in several large AAA studios before deciding to abandon the studio life in favor of a more balanced life. He started out working on the Total War franchise on Rome Total War, the original one, before moving to Australia to help set up the team for Medieval 2. After leaving the creative assembly, he worked at Pandemic Studios from Tire Developments and Slightly Mad Studios. Need for Speed Shift was his last large studio experience before going on his own. He spent a long time working with the ex-project director of Medieval 2 on a strategy game called Oriental Empires before moving into VR development and setting up his own company, Greener Games, in 2015. He released Nature Treks in 2016 and it has been a surprising success given its niche. It was one of the best-selling apps on the Oculus Go and was one of the 50 launch titles on Oculus Quest. Nature Treks has been used in a lot of health-related research, and John is very interested in seeing how he can continue helping making effective digital therapy VR applications. His passion is environments and atmosphere. He loves trying to create an environment that can give people a specific feeling or emotion and share that with them. He is a very special man like he has a very long track record in the art field and I feel very honored that he decided to come here and share all his insights and experience with us. I can't wait to begin. Let's do it. Thank you so much, John, for being here today. We're super, super excited to hear about your a story, your experience. Please let us know, how did you get started in this amazing world of XR? Um, okay, so, yeah, nice to meet you, Diana. Uh, so, um, well, I've been in the games industry generally for um, so 20 years now. And I left the big studios about a decade ago. And I made Nature Tracks as a, just a traditional kind of PC game. Uh, because my wife works in care and and I said, look, you know, um, I was going to learn a, a game engine um, as game engines like you. Because years ago, we'd have to have a big team just to create the, the foundation of our own game engine. So when off the shelf engines like Unreal and particularly Unity came you know, available, that interested me because as my, my background is art. So, you know, I thought, you know, we don't need I don't need such a, an enormous team. <clears throat> an expensive team as a, a foundation to actually work from. So I thought, okay, I'm going to learn this engine. And primarily my background has been environment art. And then so uh, chatting to my partner, Eleftheria, who, who's from Greece, uh, who worked in care. And we saw a lot of the people that were in her kind of home that were mobility bound. So um, I just put it, I just made a website and I, and I created Nature Tracks, this idea of, of, uh, it was called Nature Tracks Healing with Color. 
And then I kind of forgot about it. It did quite well. I didn't make an app about it. I didn't make any money out of it because I didn't, I didn't sell it. But um, I had a lot of downloads. I think I had about 30,000 downloads or something. Um, and then um, somebody emailed me and said, hey, have you thought about converting that idea to VR? Now it's coming through. And I had thought about it, actually. But um, I had tried um, an Oculus DK, DK2, I think it was, when they first came out. And it just made me feel so sick. I thought, well, I, there's no chance I can develop on that. But um, about that that time, that message came through from that that person. Um, I, it was a CV one that was available, and I tried that, and I thought, ah, you know, I could do this. So, I, and, and I, I converted the idea, and that's how I got into to do to developing for for VR XR. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that process. So you previously had. Many experience, I believe, in the game game industry, right? Can you let us know a little bit about that experience? What type of games did you build? Uh, maybe your most important highlights, etc. Yeah. So um, my education is I got I have two degrees, one in um, general illustration, so traditional art, and I did a multimedia degree. And then um, straight after that, I got a job with the Creative Assembly, which is and I got a job it's down the south of England. Um, working on the Total War series. It was the original Total War, Rome Total War, actually, uh, where I started. Um, I started doing illustrations. That's what that position was, so sort of traditional artwork. And then um, after I was there a few years, um, I moved to Australia to work on Medieval 2 and helping develop that team and grow that studio um, to make that project. And then after that, I actually moved to Pandemic Studios, which was in Brisbane, still in Australia, um, to work on um, Batman the Dark Knight, which was a, it was a Heath Ledger movie. And um, it was really complicated around that time. I can give you, I suppose maybe some people might find it interesting how the industry works. Um, so... We missed a few milestones. I mean, I joined that team about midway through development. And so I think we, we kind of missed when the game had to be out for the movie. And the movie did incredibly well. I think it was like the, the highest grossing movie when it came out of all time. Um, so Electronic Arts um, had to go back to the negotiating table with Warner Brothers, I understand it. I think it was, I think Warner Brothers were looking to invest in their own kind of studios a little bit more and doing their own which they have done very successfully i have to say they've done some good stuff but anyway so um it was all around 2008 as well so it's a difficult time and electronic arts cut back a lot of their sort of expensive development studios in replacing mobile development so um, they just recently acquired pandemic studios both in brisbane and la and they closed those they bought them i think it was like 860 million dollars the, the deal was and they closed both of those studios in about 2008. And um, I decided to move back to the UK and I worked for um, Frontier in Cambridge, which was, they were just, it was a, it was an open world game called The Outsider. So it was another big, big team. And I think they were just starting Elite, Elite Dangerous as well. And then I worked uh, remotely for Slightly Mad Studios on Need for Speed Shift 2. Um, and it was at this time that I decided that I really wanted because I worked remotely and I'd kind of try to be edging myself out of big studio life. I mean, 
I did find it quite stressful. It, it was quite the, the, the deadlines were quite demanding, and, and the, the outcomes were always unpredictable. Mm. You know, the the budgets were always so big that you know, if if those studios don't make a return on on, on those games, then um, mm. and I wanted to start a family, which I did. Um, so I worked with um, a partner. So it was the so I was the lead artist on Medieval Two: Total War. And I worked with a project director, Bob Smith, on a, a strategy game called Oriental Empires. And we spent years developing that, um, primarily just the two of us. But I think um, I think at the peak, we had about a development team of five. Um, and I think we just released that too late. Uh, I think it was, you know, after a lot of four times games. I don't know if you're familiar with strategy games, but it was uh, the Endless Legend came out and Stellaris and there was a few others. And we did quite well, but probably it was kind of a mixture of civilization and total war. So I still think the potential of a game that is a complete mix of those two things is, is great. But, um, but anyway, yeah. And then, and then, um, and then I set Greener Games up. I made Nature Tracks, just kind of moving along from there. But you asked me about my experience. So that was, that's pretty much it. Diane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. <laughs> That's nice to know the transition because coming from gaming, Nature Treks is not particularly like a game, or is it? Just just to clarify, what would be the category? Uh, I, I, I mean, no, I mean, all the techniques obviously are game related, but the idea of making it was, you know, I felt like I'd earned the hard yards through some, you know, in pretty you know, difficult studios. And I wanted to see if I could use that um, experience in a positive way somehow. And that was, you know, that was, you know, the idea. And it still is the idea, you know, to, to in, enjoy more what I do, you know, not just to make a poker game or to make a zombie shooter or something like that, make something different. And, yeah. and actually the response has been um, um, much more significant than I thought. I did not think a niche thing like that would take off. I mean, when it, when it was released on the Oculus Go, it was like the best seller on that store for like a few months, which really uh, took me back. Of any genre, it wasn't just, you know, in a meditation genre. That was just across the board. Still a very niche market, right? And, you know, yeah. I didn't make too much money, but, you know, but it was interesting. Yes, yes, that's interesting. And I think that over time, people is getting more open to the possibility of experimenting in this media other type of works that are not necessarily games per se, because we come from that, uh, you know, people using or relating additional devices only for gaming. Um, so yeah, it's a process, but it's uh, very exciting to see how well received it's been. It's because the you know, stunning visually. Yes. I think Diana, you know, modern life is so, so busy. We're so switched on all the time. Yeah. I personally think that, you know, the primary appeal of, of Nature Treks is that it, you, it, it allows you just to be. It doesn't give you any objectives. And I think that that is in itself to be denied, um, that, um, sort of that pressure is, is a relief in itself. Cause, you know, the, 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 the market of games and experiences is so saturated. You could be sweet. I mean, I look at my son and, and you know, he's overstimulated. People are overstimulated. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm also myself working on an app that is in the, in the field. So I'm super excited to be discussing these topics with you now that you have the experience. Um, I believe I, I read you mentioned something about digital therapy. 
So I wonder, um, you have had a little bit of experience like that. Um, how do you think that in order to design something properly, like a, an app in this field, can be successful for the application of digital therapy? Okay. Yeah, so we have a lot of research groups and institutions of use nature tracks for research. And I think that that, that really is trying to um, start to get some traction in serious sort of clinical organizations. We've been talking with the NHS sort of all, um, groups recently. Um, what specifically was the question, Diana? Um, what type of factors for success do you attribute to, to a well done experience in terms of digital therapy? So in okay. digital therapy, for example, for mental, mental health, we want to learn what are those factors, you know, that can make the experience good, it's, knowing that it's going to might affect, you know, in, in yeah. the wrong direction, someone who is going through something, you know, in, in a, with mental health issues or something like that, some depression, et cetera. We want to create an experience that actually help with that. So what type of factors are very important in that design? Okay, so a good a good UI design, a simple UI design, simple user interface, because you don't know um, the technical level of people that are going to be using that. So if you're making a traditional game, you can pretty much probably be quite sure that they have a certain level of technical competence. That's not the case if you're working towards some sort of digital therapy solution. Um, I think that um, NatureDrex... Um, one of the good, good things about nature tracks, perhaps just coincidentally, and, and, and then more uh, uh, considered in our design, but I think this idea that it's a layered approach. So I think that it's, it's foundation is effectively a nature simulator. And, you know, even if an elderly person goes in and, and they, they do they suffer emotion sickness, they do not want any interaction, they can still draw something from that experience. And then, you know, if people are technically capable, there are other layers. So it's the interactions, maybe the creation of things. You know, once they draw on those, it, it can become quite a powerful sensory experience. Um, and, and I think that's that's partly one. And in, in, in other projects that we've designed since, I think that's important. In terms of future benefits, in terms of a sort of a, a general well-being application as an effective digital therapy, um, where my kind of mind is, is exploring the idea of, okay, so we, we know that people's environments have a huge impact on our well-being. Mm -hmm. And I think there are several factors to that, and that would be backed up by clinical research. Now, with VR, we can't, or it'd be extremely difficult to get all of those um, working in applications, so things like a cultural influence, you know, we can't really do much of that, but we can certainly take some of those things that are proved, proven to work. So something like sensory, um, and aesthetic and familiarity. So those are three things that we can draw on. And my personal opinion is that well-being's a little bit like a freak, frequency in, in, and we don't really know what's going to make us feel right. We might go, oh, do you know what? I think a be being on a beach is what I need. But I don't think we really know that. And so sort of this idea, what I'm interested in is giving people simple ways of customizing and tweaking their experience, both visual, visual, uh, visually and through the audio. So that might be, you know, I think they need to 
And if they can easily dial these things in by changing the animal uh, types, the, 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 the tree density, the tree types, the light, the time of day, the weather, they can hit on a point that is their personal nice place to be for that time. And that's what, that's where I think a, um, an effective uh, XR um, therapeutic solution could be along, along those lines. Well, you can customize. That sounds amazing. As I mentioned, I've tried Nature Trex VR. And uh, I was fascinated by the fact that I could press a button and see the expression of life because I see it in more like from an existential a little bit way, like a creator in a place that I wanted. Um, it puts you a little bit in another place as a human being as well. Um, in the, in the place of appreciating all the stuff that is there from another point of view, as if you were not a human, right? So I am, I'm very glad that you mentioned how actually in order to customize the space, actually in a nature tracks VR is, is designed so people can fine tune and find exactly what is the type of vibration that they want to feel at the moment or the mood that they want to feel and, and how the conditions are set exactly for that. Rather than you come here and uh, you're limited because this is the only thing that there is. And you're at, yeah. So yeah, absolutely it's amazing. Yeah. Like the, the thought behind the design is, is amazing. Thank you so much for that. And how about, I, I guess might be related like to changing the emotional states in a, in a VR application. Is it is it too challenging, you know, to come up with that with that type of uh, outcome? Like when we want the person to change the emotional states in nature tracks VR, you use environments, but in general, any other ideas about these or things that you'd like to share? About, about how we're able to kind of um, intentionally change a person's emotional state? Yeah. Well, and and this is, I think, that goes back to customization. I, I, I'm. Um, I'm sure that there are some general themes, so some sort of general and consistent values that have a, uh, a specific impact on us all or a, a consistent impact. So you and I might, there's a good chance, you know, like a blue sky. Um, you know, we might not like a certain amount of flowers and nature. I think that there's a certain level of consistency throughout all of us. But I think that, particularly this idea of familiarity. I don't know what life experiences you have uh, and same goes for me or anybody. And I think those are very powerful things that we can't predict. And that's why we just have to give people options. And this is why I would like to introduce kind of an interior space to a future product. So you're able to kind of, you know, so you, let's say you're in nature tracks, but you might, so you've got your environment that you like, but you also might want to be in a, a coffee shop or maybe you spent 20 years going to work on a train and you really like the sound of that train because it's familiar mm-hmm. to you and it's very comforting or on an aeroplane or whatever it is. And I think there's all sorts of things you talk about to mention coffee shop. You know, maybe that's particularly powerful people that feel, are feeling lonely you know, mm-hmm. and that's their particular need at that time. So I would say that there are um, certain things that we can predict. And there are a certain amount we cannot predict. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So I also noticed you have Nature Treks VR together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is is that also valuable in the Oculus, or 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 how people can get to to use it? So Nature Tracks Together is only available on Steam at the moment. It's uh, for all of the headsets, but it is only on yeah. Steam. Um, I was going to release that on Oculus, but I, I that Nature Tracks Together is on pause at the moment because mm. it didn't have the. I, I didn't predict how that was received well, and I wasn't sure if multiplayer was a way to take the direction mm-hmm. and it was very much an experiment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what i've seen so far is a, a quite a, a a personal experience sharing that with strangers yeah. doesn't work and I, and I and i've experienced that personally i've experienced some really beautiful moments in nature treks together uh, with people um but on the whole uh people seem to be very uncomfortable with instantly sharing experience with perhaps it's quite um yeah so people quit out effectively if they hear a voice or they get close i've I often that i often see people um quit out so i'm sure there's lots of interesting research to be done why that is and what's going on there um but for me moving forward multiplayer is a little bit of a i think that there's more foundation work to be done before maybe to walk before we can run i think that maybe together has interesting concepts but i think it, it was maybe trying to run before we could walk i think yeah for sure but, yes thank you and in terms of the the actual creation process what was the most challenging aspect during the creation uh, how many developers did you work with or or what type of roadblocks did you face that and how did you overcome them is this tip for t- nature treks together for nature or... treks vr oh nature treks vr um um is is pretty much i, I leaned on um uh, some programming contract work um briefly for bits that i wasn't sure about but that's pretty much just all, all my creation um in my coding's really bad and it, it, it is um but um you know the 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 interactions are fairly you know um simple and it was something that i was able to do my, myself moving forward i'm not so sure i think you know for a generation two experience i think i, have, I always have to lean on you know proper coders professional programmers but it's amazing <laughs> It's amazing. Thank you for sharing, yeah, that experience. And so what is coming for Nature Tracks VR or for any other projects, exciting projects that you have in mind, if you can share anything, whatever you want to share about your future project? Yeah, um, so I think that Nature Tracks VR is reaching the end of its, it's quite an old application now. I think it's um, at a place where I would like to leave it, um, I think, and work on, probably start thinking about um i would like to do something like maybe a 1.5 version which is aimed at a little bit more clinical uh, kind of when i talk to you about the customization because and the reason i think is is that i I think that nature tracks vr as it is could have a let's say a pure sequel but i think the hardware has to catch up you know i think the visual fidelity for a sequel has to be there. You know, it has to be where people are going to put on a nature, uh, a headset or a pair of glasses probably in the future mm-hmm. and see a Nature Treks application mm-hmm. and just be 
amazed at how realistic it looks and how immersive that is. And I think that's a little bit of time away. You know, I think the power of the headsets has been sucked up the resolution so we get a bit of extra power on our device, but also the resolutions increase. So the developers don't really have any extra you know, power to work with. And I, you know, so that's, that's the kind of plan for, for us short term, really. Um, yeah, it's, I guess to, to go back to the foundation, explore what can make it an effective digital therapy solution and then perhaps release something in the next sort of 12 months regarding that and then in the future i've been looking at looking at unreal 5 recently so this sort of visual fidelity etc oh, okay. you know um the next version of nature tracks let's say i would like it to be almost indistinguishable from reality the the visual quality and the animal sort of interaction in artificial intelligence, et cetera, that we'll see. So. It sounds pretty interesting, <laughs> very exciting. Now you left us with, you know, all the expectation there. Um, we'll be following you. Um, actually, if you'd like to share, where can people find you or follow your updates on the stuff that you're going to be doing or whatever you, you want people to to get informed about your work and uh, where can they find you? Um, yeah, uh, probably on Facebook is probably the best place. I'm not, I, I'm not that um, active on social media. It's not a sort of a platform which I particularly, um, particularly like to, to work with, but um, yeah, probably on Facebook. Um, we have a website, greenergames.net. Um, you know, but uh, probably the first, the first place for any significant updates. Oh, we have a discord forum as well. So that's ah. probably a digital group is, is probably, if you wanted to find me, you know, personally and ask me a question, probably a discord group. Okay. Maybe it's possible to give you a link for that or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. We, we'll, we'll post the link in the notes. So it's all good. Yes. People can have that direct channel of communication. Um, I wonder if, is there anything else that you would like to add or discuss or, or that you, wish i have asked you today no i don't think i don't think so um um you know i think that i guess maybe what you can take away is that um you know this that nature trek started out as an experiment as something that i believed in and i think that you know if you if you if you have an idea um, just, you know, try it out, you know, don't be afraid of that. There's often people that, you know, are thinking similarly out there. You know, if, if you feel like, you know, there's a, you've turned a corner and there's an idea and a thought, I'm sure that's probably, you know, worth pursuing. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. That's pretty encouraging. I'm pretty sure everyone is going to appreciate a lot of your insight, your experience, sharing your work. Thank you so much for your time. Um, we're really, you know, looking forward to continue to know about your updates, your amazing creations, because for the next one, um, we can invite you for a special talk, um, at Circuit Stream, for example. So you can also share the, the new work, the new updates, and we'll be following you then on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love that. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, um, for the chat. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode.